picture I power is plenty of power. Turn this light off on my face. Sweet. Well, cheers, Chillinoy. We're coming back at you with another episode of the Chillinoy podcast. Today I'm joined with Garrett from is it We Can Resonate or is it Resonate? Resonate is the name of it. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, Garrett, um, to the audience of the Chillinoy podcast. Sure thing. Thank you. Thank you for bringing me on. Um, my name is Garrett Schwartz, and um, I started with help from other people in the community. Uh, started something called Resonate, which recycles uh, cannabis plastics and packaging, uh, among a few other things I do in the community. Hell yeah. Well, um, people already know with with what you just said why I brought you on because I've got a passion. I don't know if that's the right way to say it. I Let me put it this way. I always tell this story on the podcast, and I'm sorry, folks, if you've heard it multiple times, but the first time I went to Colorado, I got some, I got a, you know, my illegal cannabis product. I was very excited to go hiking, uh, you know, got to the trails, was enjoying nature. I went to spark up my cannabis and when I looked down on the ground, I saw other cannabis packaging on the ground. And I was just like, man, this is not what this group is supposed to be about. You know, we're supposed to be about recycling. So um, currently, Illinois doesn't have a recycling program, or I don't even think we have the ability to, like, bring the containers back to the store just because of regulations. Um, but I wanted to bring you on to talk about what you do and where you do it. And so, yeah, tell us a little bit about how it all started. No, I mean, it's not, it's a weird thing to be doing, you know, to be recycling cannabis packaging, but it's also, I mean, like you said, something that we want to, we want this industry to have a positive effect on the world and to be mindful of itself and the way, the way it grows. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's one way that it kind of brought itself on. Um, but yeah, it's it's a weird thing to be doing um, in this state. It kind of started off with us. It started off with a focus on recycling, with a focus on solving a problem in recycling um, and not even directed toward the cannabis industry or cannabis packaging. This was in early 2018 and we were looking to um, solve basically find materials that were not getting recycled um, that were recyclable that um, were having a negative impact where we could where we could really make a dent and uh, we just because of like you said that that need among cannabis users to want to do things better mm -hmm. um, and my need and obsession with solving the problem and seeing just this, um, this has a huge area to solve a problem and a, a growing place to solve a problem. And uh, just as a, to throw a number out there, there are over 4 billion prescriptions filled in the United States every year. Um, and that in terms of packaging is a lot but cannabis will outgrow that 
in terms of packaging that's mm-hmm. out there. So, yeah. So uh, w- before we get too m- too much further, where can our audience find you online? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, no worries. Um, I honestly neglected to ask the question, so no need oh, okay. to apologize. Yeah, where can we find you online? We're at resonate with an I, so that's R-E-S-I-N-A-T-E mm-hmm. dot tech. So resonate dot tech online. Um, and that's where you can find like places where, where we recycle and kind of learn about how that works and why this stuff isn't recyclable through the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we can resonate is our Instagram. And that's where we show off some like process behind the stuff. We try to bring in education, go in depth on things. Hell yeah. Well, folks, uh, those the link and the handle will be in the podcast description so that you can just copy and paste it right into your internet browser to get to resonate.tech or copy and paste the handle right into your Instagram app uh, to give them a follow and uh, support them. So um, how, you, you mentioned the state that you're operating in. What is... I did. I should know this. You know, looking into you, where are where are you operating out of, or where did you guys start? Sure thing. We're in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, not the uh, not the pinnacle of like progressive environmental um, movements, but this is yeah. also kind of more than that. I think. Right. Yeah. There's some crazy things going on in Arizona, but. We won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> uh, so, tell me how like it it's uh, it started. I mean, it, it sounds like you have a passion and uh, you care about sustainability and stuff like that. But like, when did it start, and how did resonate start? It started in twenty eighteen. Did you say twenty eighteen in spring of twenty eighteen? with myself and another guy who were both interested in in solving a problem um, in we were, we were both seeing massive dysfunction in the recycling infrastructure mm-hmm. um, so in the in the beginning of 2018 um, China's national sword policy Began, began to take effect, which meant they were no longer importing um, many tons of recyclable waste from many countries, including the U.S. Um, and we were one of their major, uh, <clears throat> major sellers of this stuff, selling it for very cheap. And so we just had a flood of plastic on our hands. And that's when we saw in spring and fall 2018, lots of lots of recycling companies around the US especially in big cities change the way they were doing things or mm-hmm. stop service in certain areas or they're now they're only taking um, beverage and food containers that are hard plastics and um, switching things up a lot because they had to because they no longer had buyers for a lot of this stuff and they had to send a lot of it to landfill and once it becomes, cheaper to send it to landfill than it is to process it and sell it, right. uh, then that, that happens. So um, we were just <laughs> looking at that, looking at that big problem 
and then asking ourselves you know, what's going on in Arizona. Um, mm -hmm. We knew that there was an expression of this problem at a big scale in Arizona. So we looked at um, manufacturers, we looked at like coffee shops and the different kinds of plastic waste that gets generated on a large scale. Um, and this was all with the idea in mind that this was plastic waste that could be reused to reproduce something. Um, mm -hmm. This had value and this value was not being captured. Um, and it was in fact having a negative impact, not only on the economy, but this, this stuff um, has a negative impact on the planet long-term. And yeah. the more we don't, capture the stuff that we can reuse and get value from the more we have to go do more work to get more of this stuff um and so the the amount of energy we save and the amount of um productivity in reusing this stuff if it can be done efficiently sure. um and if we actually capture a good amount of that value is is um on multiple fronts so we were looking at that and looking at where we could capture a lot of plastic that wasn't getting captured um that was going to landfill and looking at areas where this problem would probably exist for a long time mm -hmm. um so with coffee shops there are like starbucks starbucks is innovating on some returnable kind of uh, reusable coffee cups that you can either reuse yourself or you can return to them. They'll basically wash it into a new one. Yeah. And we see like those things making sense and certain biodegradables make sense in certain places. Um, but as we were developing the ideas around this and researching, um, I also had a dresser drawer just like full of cannabis packaging because I've been a, a medical cannabis patient for five years or so. And so I had this packaging and I was wondering, you know, where is this going? Is this getting recycled? I, I assume this must be getting recycled because there are all those pill bottles out there. Sure. And there, but we're also learning like the fact that something has a triangle and a number on the bottom does not mean that it's recyclable. And mm -hmm. even if your city does recycle that, type of plastic it doesn't mean it's recyclable so it it all depends on what actually happens to that object when you put it through that system so we ended up learning that these small plastics under about two and a half inches in diameter or basically anything that's smaller than a water bottle mm -hmm. in diameter uh, falls through the cracks of machines that push all these mixed recyclables forward in the sorting facility before they get sorted. So you have these uh, spinning disks, these spinning metal disks. Mm -hmm. um, there's first, there's a conveyor belt that brings all the mixed recyclables along. And then you have people who are pulling anything that's dangerous or anything that's going to explode or destroy mm -hmm. the machines, pulling it off the conveyor belt. And then after the conveyor belt, you have these spinning disks and they push all of the stuff forward and let tiny things fall through the cracks mm -hmm. and those tiny things include all of our cannabis packaging and all the pill bottles and um and all of that so 
then we knew there was a <laughs> there, we knew there was a problem here um yeah. and one worth solving and one where you know we're not going to be if we were going re recycling water bottles or coffee cups then we're just creating kind of a different route to do something that this facility is already doing well, if we can capture this cannabis packaging we're actually taking um contamination out of their system making yeah. their system more, work more efficiently and make that more profitable and make that more cost effective for the people paying for their recycling services um and uh so we looked at that we looked at the 4.5 million dollars going into the phoenix recycling facility in the next few years and like understood that that wasn't going to change this mm -hmm. problem with small plastics and we looked around the country found this problem was um prevalent and uh, and so then we just we just began talking to people we just began uh, working on really communicating with people who wanted to solve this problem or just who wanted to recycle um understand why and what their needs were we put out a fishbowl um like a plastic fishbowl uh -huh. with a little square sign that i had printed out and cut and it said something like recyclable recycle your pill bottles and dispensary packaging here we were being like careful because it wasn't recreational yet here sure and um we said like empty and dry we had to like put that big on there first because we didn't want this thing smelling like weed or yeah. like to have actual nugs in there mm -hmm. um and that was in the little coffee shop shout out to uh urban beans um coffee shop and uh, we just had that sitting in there to test it out and that's that's really how that started um capturing this stuff and uh and i didn't really mention yet but all the while we were experimenting with actually reprocessing mm -hmm. um this this type of plastic and a couple different pl types of plastic but then gearing toward this type that's largely used in cannabis packaging uh, and finding other routes where we could get packaging recycled if it wasn't that type that we were processing here internally. Gotcha. That's so yeah. cool. Um, that's a crazy story because you, I mean, I feel like you just gave somebody in Illinois a business idea because again, I said, <laughs> I said, uh, the thing that's really getting in the way of the dispensaries hosting a recycling program at this point is the fact that in Illinois, you can't bring pack, uh, products back on site. So there's this law that, you know, we don't allow for returns or exchanges, which hopefully that's coming soon, folks. IDFPR has apparently been drafting those rules for a couple of years now. So, you know, maybe we'll see it sometime and maybe that'll allow for recycling programs. But in the meantime, I love how you guys started in a coffee shop. Like, that's so cool, you know? So shout out to oh, that coffee for sure. shop for being like chill. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they were, they were down for it and um, it's crazy. People will, they see that once or twice and then they actually bring their mm -hmm. 
cannabis packaging back in the next time for no reason. They weren't getting anything back for it. And eventually we built fun stuff like that in to the systems. But, um, but that was really exciting. I think, uh, just to see that people wanted to participate in that at this random place. Yeah, that gives me hope because the Colorado story I tell always is I don't like you know the only reason I don't like telling it is because, um, like I say, I felt like a disconnect with what I thought was my culture, like the cannabis culture, and I just like you can't call yourself, uh, you know, part of the cannabis culture if you're just throwing this stuff away. But obviously, you know, not everybody thinks the same. But to hear that people would, they saw this and they took it upon themselves. You know, that gives me hope for, like, that reinstills a little bit of hope for me, you know, because my, my my experience can be anecdotal, and I'm willing to admit that. So, like, to hear that, thank you for sharing that, because that, like, is so awesome. So, how has this evolved? I mean, you still in coffee shops? Are you starting to pop up in dispensaries? How has it evolved? Well, yeah, um, I just want to say, like, as far as on the hope front, um, sure. there are, yeah. there are lots of other things happening too. um, people developing different types of cannabis packaging that's maybe not made from these same materials Absolutely. or reducing the amount of waste that's involved, um, in the packaging or, um, reducing the amount of like commingled materials and things are getting better and industry is getting more conscientious of that. Um, and there's opportunity for, like, I still think there's opportunity for new, packaging brands and things like that yeah um there's only a couple that i know of that are actually uh getting into dispensaries that are bioplastics or hemp-based plastics or hemp-based materials things like that gotcha yeah that's that there's some more hope for me so yeah and you reminded me <laughs> for our listeners that haven't listened just on your to piggyback off of what you said um we had the founder of Not Plastic, um, folks that are trying to look it up. His name's Rye Russell. Um, and one mm-hmm. of the things he's making is uh, dube tubes. And I was, as usual, really high during the interview, so I can't eloquently recap what he's talking about, but it sounds like what they're accomplishing is what you're talking about, more conscientious packaging, pa- and packaging that's actually recyclable. I want to get back to how resonate has involved evolved but really quick and if it's challenging to do this via audio we don't you know because i watched you do a video this one time and i thought it was really interesting maybe we can just have a a high level discussion because you brought it up um just because a package has the little recycling icon on it doesn't mean much of anything is that true is that i gleam the right takeaway correct um Correct. So there are there are a lot of words and symbols generally on uh, packaging that m- might indicate that it's either recyclable or that what's in it is better than before. Um, so just as far as the the plastics, the normal plastics that I guess we're used to. Um, the symbol on the bottom indicates the type of resin or <clears throat> yeah polymer that it is, and it doesn't indicate 
whether it's recyclable. In fact, there are <clears throat> numbers like um, like number seven. Um, number seven is actually other in the plastic numbers. So it can be um, acrylic. It can be many things that aren't recyclable because uh, these things can't be like remelted, remolded together. Um, so these are really resin codes and they're for people or industry who processes plastics. And uh, it's something like if the person recycling them gets 500 of something, they can look at the bottom of one of them and be like, oh, this is number five polypropylene. And so we'll sort it that way. And so then they know that all of those are number five or uh, polypropylene, they go into a certain bucket. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's recyclable. Um, it just, uh, it indicates the type. And then the other factor is, well, the other factors are whether your city uh, recycles that type in that form um, and whether they can capture it. So, say it's number two plastic. Um, number two plastic can exist on either, well, for two examples, um, a milk jug, like a hard plastic milk jug, or a grocery bag, um, like a soft plastic, right, float, floating in the wind type grocery bag. Um, and the hard plastic milk jug is usually recyclable with your city. Um, they'll usually say number two and number one and number five plastics um, for household liquids and beverages. Um, or they'll just sometimes say for beverage containers. Um, but the plastic bag is going to be not recyclable in any city system, um, any soft plastics will actually get caught up in their systems and can damage them. They have to, uh, the Phoenix facility has to stop their machines uh, a couple times a day to pull that and strings and different stuff out of their machines. So it depends. And this might all sound daunting, like, because then you have to think about every single object you throw in yeah. there and like, do I need a ruler and like a computer every time um, I, I open up that door to recycle. Um, but I think there are a few rules of thumb. Like once you find out with your city, um, what was it your city solid waste management division uh, or public works for your city, um, right. or your state department of department of environmental quality like those entities usually have available information if you search for that that entity plus how to recycle or recycling what to recycle where those things if you have a recycling bin they'll usually tell you um, what you can recycle in it or what types of objects um, <clears throat> and then cannabis plastics Hopefully at some point you can bring to us. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, you just, you made me, I was thinking, um, the only reason I was even conscious of these, um, 
symbols you were describing on plastics is because of Breaking Bad when he sent Jesse to go get a, a tote with a triangle stamp LDPE so that they could mm. dissolve a body in hydrofluoric acid without it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I yeah. just got put on a list because I uh, Googled <laughs> uh, what plastic did they dissolve a body in on Breaking Bad. Um, so I'm definitely uh, on a list now, but <laughs> yeah. What uh, what was the plastic that they used that was wrong? Because LDPE um, is number four, and that's they right, they that... uh, put a a body in a bathtub, and it the oh, right. acid like ate through it. So he was like, yeah. It's very important that you get these tubs because hydrofluoric acid won't. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, it was the bathtub. And that's like, it's not plastic. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Anyway, sorry. I, I yeah. got a squirrel brain. Um, so, yeah, let's let's talk about uh, how this whole operation has evolved. You, you talked about starting in a coffee shop, but uh, what are you guys doing nowadays? Well, nowadays we're in seven locations. Um and what that looks like is uh, something called the energy pod. And this is a fancy recycling bin. Um, it's designed out of a 55-gallon drum. And it's uh, interactive to help reduce contamination and to, uh, to uh, promote a little bit of interaction. Um, People aren't just uh, kind of throwing Coke cans and whatever in because they think it's a uh, regular recycling bin. Right. Um, and uh, we have these in these locations, and it's paired up with the rewards program so that anyone who can bring in any type of plastic cannabis packaging uh, to recycle, they can they can use this reward system to verify their recycling and mm. get a either a coupon for uh, 20% off of a certain line of products um, or get entered to win a monthly giveaway for uh, something like $50 or $100 store credit uh, at one of our locations. And so we, uh, we make it fun and incentivize recycling that way. And and we do um, regular collection uh, as necessary mm-hmm. with uh, all of these locations. Um, and uh, now it looks like uh, you know sorting and processing those materials internally. Um, some of that gets some of that gets put into our own process to shred and well delabel, shred and remelt and remold um, make a couple of new things that we make internally and uh, some of that goes to a local recycler um, who just allows us to bring it to them and they process it shred it accordingly yeah that's cool as fuck I love that you're that you're working with the industry to incentivize uh, the recycling because like I said it gave me hope that people did it by choice, but the fact that you might 
get some extra people to go out of their way because you know how it is people are trying to save a buck and stuff and you, you do that and you feel good about doing it i mean it's like it's a win-win for everybody so i think that's really awesome i just had to say that yeah um, well i mean thank you it's it's been it's been like a, a slow growing thing um and a slowly evolving thing so it's been help from um individuals who work at these dispensaries or uh who are involved with these dispensaries who helped make it better by giving us feedback um or allowing us to try different things yeah um and also like just all the people individuals give us feedback to and send us messages on instagram or you know tell us what's working what it what isn't right hell yeah um so uh this is a you might view this as a softball question but you know what the hell i told you before we got on air that this show's easy breezy right um do you feel like you're putting a do you feel accomplished do you feel like you're putting a dent in the problem you set out to address um how do you feel about like where you guys are and where you're headed I feel like we can put a dent in the problem. Um, I don't, (laughs) I don't know if I will ever feel like, you know, the problem is solved or like it's all, you know, it's all um, 100% beneficial the way we process these things or the way yeah the way the systems move but i think we can make a big difference um and i think it's not like it's not just about us i think we can be a big part of a big difference being made because we're our intent is to make this system better yep um and so our the way we're doing that right now is by capturing and recycling plastic and cannabis packaging but that's not the end goal um that's just how we're accomplishing the goal right now and it's why it's working right now it's just what makes sense mm-hmm. um and we found ways to we found why that's valuable to a dispensary or to a brand or to a consumer um, and made a business model out of that. But we can, you know, we're excited about things evolving um, and packaging evolving and being part of that. So, yeah. Um, Well, as we start to close, um, I just wanted to ask, how can our audience um, support We Can Resonate? I see you're wearing a cool, or sorry, Resonate. I saw that you're wearing a cool shirt. Do you guys like sell swag? Or is there any way that that our audience could support you if they, I mean, they want want to, right? Sure. Um, I'd love to find out what issues you're facing or what you're looking to learn. Um, So I know that's like a 
backwards answer to question, but one way you can support us is to tell us how we can support you. Um, because we understand that we're in Arizona and many of you are not. So we want to understand what problems you're facing there, uh, or what questions you have, um, about recycling or packaging or cannabis packaging there. Um, because we, yeah, we like to put out good information and we like to answer good questions. And we usually learn something by finding the answers to those questions. Um, awesome. So, yeah, um, excited about that. And you can find us at We Can Resonate or Resonate Recycling um, on just about any social media um, with our little rocket in the planet logo. It's our little yeah. water bottle, water bottle made into a rocket. Um, <laughs> is our, our logo. Um, so that's, that's one way. Um, another way is just to like, don't necessarily, I don't want you necessarily to support us, but I want you to support, um, better systems and better solutions. So if that's us, then cool. If that's, um, not plastic Mm -hmm. with K K N O T. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, or, uh, or sauna, um, or yeah. Uh, whatever it is that may be a solution, um, support that too. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, well said, man. Well said. Um, I want to thank you, you know, for, for coming on our show. Cause I know it, it was probably a little weird, like, like Illinois cannabis. I'm in Arizona to get this invitation, but I just, I love what you're doing and I've followed you on social media for a bit. And I really like the um your take like your um i'm having trouble trying to say the right thing but your like approach i think that's what i'm trying to say your approach to teaching uh i watched like a live stream where you showed like a few different examples of packaging and you're like just because and you showed the symbols and everything like i mentioned earlier um mm-hmm. like i say i just really love the fact that that you're not only trying to address a problem uh, physically, but you're trying to teach people about how they can, you know, support folks that might also address this problem. I don't know. Um, that was a long way of saying that I like what you guys are doing and I really appreciate your time today. Sure thing. Hey, thank you. Thank you for bringing me on talking about recycling. We didn't even talk about weed. So, (laughs) (laughs) yep. Yep. Uh Hey man. It, well, hey, well, yeah, sure. Why don't we talk about that? What's your favorite method of uh, consumption? Do you have a preferred method? I'm, I'm a, a joint smoker for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, ideally, although being someone who's kind of busy a lot of the time or running around a lot, um, I'll smoke a chillum or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but lately, I've, I had. Uh, surgery on like and a bone graft um on uh part of my mouth uh or uh, one of one of my back teeth mm-hmm. um a couple of weeks ago so to avoid stressing that out i'm using this ridiculous contraption this bel air yeah uh, i've seen those things they like device the yeah it has this yeah. motor on it and it blows air through the pipe and um allows me to not create any suction suction and, and pressure yeah 
right disturb yeah. that area i can inhale it through my nose and sure man yeah. where was that when i had my wisdom teeth removed um yeah i yeah. tried that with my friend fabian from uh chicago kush and uh he was like take it easy with this you know you just because it's you know <laughs> it looks like a little electro electronic device it'll it'll fuck you up and it does man so that's cool that that's that's awesome because yeah it I was... goes through flour faster than anybody needs to <laughs> yes it does yeah i noticed that that we were flying right through it um yeah. yeah that's awesome because like you say in situations where you can't have pressure in your mouth to prevent like dry mm. socket or whatever else you know that's that's yeah. a fucking game changer well i had oh, to yeah. create i i use this thing too so this is my own creation um you need some suction sure to actually pull the flame mm -hmm. into the flower to get it started and then you cap the hole right. to let the air pass through the like the main right. channel yeah and so you need some suction to get it going so i created this tube attached to this hand pump like that goes on a blood pressure yeah exactly um, machine or blood pressure cuff so that's like that squeeze ball with uh this is clear medical tubing attached to that and then i can attach that to the Bel Air, and I can create suction to pull that flame down in. Right. And uh, yeah, or I can just use this if I'm on the go. Sure. And I can attach a joint to this, pull the joint smoke in, and then blow it into my mouth. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Innovation, man. You're, you're some, some stoner hacks for you. But I want to ask you the same thing. Um, how do you usually, I saw you had a little spoon pipe right um, yeah but how yeah. do you usually i'm a joint guy just like you i think we would get i think we would get along quite well um i prefer joints um you know a bong is nice occasionally uh, yeah i like a spoon pipe in this in the cases where i'm not i don't know it's just more convenient you throw a little nug in the grinder and just throw it in the bowl spark it up and, um, but yeah sure. i prefer uh joints i really like the um raw organic hemp papers but I've heard really good things about this brand called Lazy Susans. <laughs> it's apparently like a, a thin paper and a good smoke. And so, I don't know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try those because, like I say, I respect, I really like joints. So, um, always looking for You said Lazy Susan? Yeah. Are those pink? I think so, yeah. I think okay. so. Because I've seen those and I know the Lazy Susan device, the like turntable device. Uh-huh um i think that's how they maybe how they started it's like a it's like a lazy susan for stoners on, i guess i don't know on your on your tabletop and yeah that's i mean that's that's what it is and like you have like a dab spot and like a flower spot that's um so but cool. they came out with papers so it's funny that like you know their papers but not their uh device yeah, yeah. Um, but they must be, be some good papers um Hell yeah. yeah i like the raw or i tried the raw organic black um organic hemp yeah which is and uh, the uh the ocb are not bad either um they have some uh -huh. bamboo that are pretty interesting do you roll by hand uh usually although i'm kind of a fan of the cones too i like sure. the way the cones burn yep. yeah oh yeah dude they hit the, they hit hard that cherry gets to go and it's like whoa <laughs> the cones yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you got a king size cone packed right, and it's it's nice. Fuck yeah, I uh, I use a little uh, one of those little like three dollar raw roll machines. You know, they're like sold at any head shop, and uh, mm-hmm. it's like these two rods that little piece of plastic. You just put the weed in there, put a crutch in there, put a paper in there. Spin. Yeah, it has the ribbon in there. That you yeah, press together. Yeah, no, those are great. Those have been around for for a long time too. It's like yeah, one of those. I think it's, I think it's inspired off. Of, it works like the same. So I was talking to the Pop Brothers at Law, and they showed me how they uh, roll joints, and they just take like a fifty dollar bill or a hundred dollar bill, and then which, you know, I personally wouldn't do this. I'm just saying. But they take a $50 bill, roll the weed up in it, then put the paper in and just, and it works because it's just the same ribbon, you know, idea. So I'm wondering if that's what it was based off of, you know? Okay. Yeah. I mean, probably, probably. It's usually like a home hack solution, Mm -hmm. but the home hack is even too tricky for a lot of people Sure. or more tricky than a lot of people want to make it. So they just like make a product that, mimics that makes that easier hell yeah um for a few bucks and it's worth it but that explains that explains why the pop brothers a lot have so much energy all their joints are coated in hundred dollar bill cocaine residue <laughs> absolutely there that hey you heard it here for now i'm joking that, Licking that is, the papers <laughs> that is so hilarious i'm gonna have to tell i'm gonna have to tell mark that that she, that she said that i think he'd find that hilarious so <laughs> so yeah well hey thanks again you know for your time today folks the um website social media handles will be in the podcast description i hope you found today's episode valuable um any last words, Garrett? You wanna spark some up before we? Well, I don't want to force you to spark some up if you don't if you don't want to. You got that whole machine over there, but uh, it's a whole process. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Any any last yeah. words though before we sign off? Mm, uh, no, thank you for having me on. Um, thank you for yeah giving me a chance to talk to people. Hopefully, informative and entertaining or something. Um, Inspiring. Than... That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it inspires somebody to do the same thing here in Illinois. For sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. Thank you. That's about it. Be, be good to one another and shit. Hell yeah. How hard is that? That's a nice way to close the show. Well, folks, you heard it. You heard it here. Be good to one another. We'll see you next time on the Illinois podcast. <laughs>